0: Oh, I forgot to take that down. All right. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Big Apple Hockey, where we are going to give you the best hockey coverage. And we have a lot that we're going to talk about today. And I I actually, I think it's going to be a great show today, but they're all great shows. So don't have to worry about that, right? All right. I, of course, am your host that can't find his own name right now. Uh, (laughs) Mark Williams. Okay, there we go. And I'm joined by the host of... The final buzzer with John Fulkowski. I think his name is John Fulkowski.
1: <laughs> um, I'm not sure if his name is actually John Fulkowski. I think that's just what the government calls him. But, uh, yeah, um, interesting uh, interesting game the other night. Interesting game last night for the Islanders, too. We'll talk more about those. But uh, happy hump day, everybody. And it's uh, we're, we're halfway there. We're going to start calling it Big Apple
0: Hockey Day soon enough. Yeah, Big Apple because... Hockey Day. Because the third part of our broadcast, the man we call El Rock, Mr. Anthony LaRocco.
2: Mark, I was wondering, um, do you you happen to know if Zach Parise has found the fountain of youth by any chance?
0: You know something, Anthony? You bring that up and you're 100% right about that. If there's anything you could say is, my goodness, Zach Parise has just been producing like it's 2012 and he's playing against the Rangers every single night. So, I I can't explain it. I I don't have any ways to explain it, but you know what? I take Zach Rize on my team any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Works his tail off. That guy's got a motor that's unbelievable. And of course, you can watch the final buzzer after most Ranger games. And I'm sorry, everybody. I've been busy at work too, so I haven't even been able to do my 60 second game review. I wanted to do one last night for the Islanders, but I really didn't think the Islander fans wanted to hear about last night's game. In any way. More on that in a moment. You can always go to Big Apple Hockey Podcast and check us out over there. All of our streams go right there. And also, I have some blogs that I throw up there. And let's get down to business. And we're going to start with, of course, the team that's driving all the misery in New York, the New York Rangers. They get wins versus the Ottawa Centers and the St. Louis Blues on Monday. That was sandwiched in between a well, loss to Chicago and a pathetic. Last minute, come from a head loss against the Ottawa Senators in the the second half of their back-to-back. As I mentioned with that, they coughed up the lead with about 50 seconds remaining, losing overtime. It was a game they absolutely needed. Philk, starting tonight, the New York Rangers at Vegas, at Colorado, home for New Jersey Monday night. Could the Rangers season be over by next week?
1: this was bar talk, I would definitely say beer, because there's there's a possibility. I mean, it looks like if anyone's watching NHL Network right now, uh, they just did their picks for the night, and both EJ and Ken Danico picked the uh, Rangers over the Knights tonight. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that at all. I don't like the way that the Rangers play against teams that play that up-tempo style of hockey that give them fits. Uh, the Knights play that type of game. Logan Thompson's been really good this year. They have a solid, solid team from top to bottom with a bunch of, uh, you know, depth guys that really can contribute both on offense and on defense. The Knights are one of the best teams in the league, top to bottom. And Jack Eichel is now playing like the Jack Eichel. We've all expected coming back from, you know, his major injury last year. He didn't look like himself. He's finally back and he's healthy and Jack Eichel is here to stay. So um uh, yeah, I, I have to agree with this comment here from Pete. The fact that we're asking this question on December 7th is staggering, considering we were talking about the Rangers as a possible cup winner and a cup finalist this year. They were supposed to be taking that next step. And this is where we are right now. I mean, it, it, time can change everything. And just a couple of months into the season, We're looking at this team as possibly being out of a playoff picture and and asking whether or not they're going to make the playoffs on December 7th when they should be in a playoff spot looking to solidify their grip on it and challenge for the division. But you know, not everything goes as planned. Rangers season hasn't gone as planned. They haven't been consistent. They haven't given the efforts. As you can see from the results from game to game, Chicago, what was that? That was just – it was (laughs) pathetic. It was an abomination – the the blown lead against ottawa to lose that game in overtime as soon as the lead was blown with 48 seconds left i knew that game was a loss i knew that game was a loss it's just how it's been this season it's pathetic but that's been the results and then you get a game like st louis and they beat st louis and they they cough up the lead three times in that game three times they cough up the lead in that game and then they come back and they win so um and this is good news for Ranger fans everywhere. No Eichel or Alex Pintrangelo tonight. So their top center and their top defenseman, they're down. Better take advantage of this because if you don't, then you really have a lot of explaining to do. And Gerard mm-hmm. Galan, that seat is going to go from hot to boiling.
0: And, so, and yeah,
1: wow. Uh, yeah, and – um you know, not only that, but, you you know, you, you got to take a look at, at that St. Louis game and say to yourself, you know what, that's really sloppy. Uh, and it seems like both New York teams played sloppy against this St. Louis team for some weird reason. So, um, yeah, with the Rangers, just get your house in order. And if you want to play that Rick and Morty video of get your shit together, you get it together. <laughs> he, yeah, because that that needs to be played again, apparently, for some yeah, reason. I, and, and, Phil,
0: Phil, I, I wish I had it ready. I had... Uh, but I had to, I had to go to the dentist today, so I had to get some work done. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to have that 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 meme that I put up on Saturday night of uh, of you were the chosen one for him. It was uh, except you know I doing a little Revenge bit of Obi Wan. You were the chosen one. You were I supposed to, love to develop the prospects, not destroy them. Such um, a great movie. Yes, and and it really is, and it, it gets it only gets better. Uh, the the I series, mean, I, the I guess. Hand, the is.
1: good thing about your little dentist visit is that you can say that getting a root canal might be more enjoyable than watching the Rangers this year, <laughs> uh, than it is right now. I am going to go At out and right watch now, the yeah. game
0: because I have to go to Mister Larocco because he's the one that could tell us you don't want to dig too big of a hole because you can't get out of it. Because wasn't there another New York team that that w- was a cup favorite? going into a season about a year ago and that th- they ended up having a whole dug, granted a little bit by the NHL. So Anthony, uh, the Rangers can't get too far behind. They go on three on this trip. You might kiss the season goodbye, right?
2: Uh, yeah. Cause the, the, the division is really, is really competitive right now. I mean, really only Columbus. And I mean, I guess if you look at, I mean, Washington's starting to fall back a little bit, but Washington's only three points behind the Rangers. So, you know, um, the division is going to be really tough. I mean, at this point, let's face it, New Jersey is running away with the division. Um, and then, you know, the Islanders, the hurricanes, the penguins are separated by two points or a second in the division. Um, so it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really tight. So yeah, if, if the Rangers were to go, Oh, and three that, you know, that could potentially potentially put them in a pretty decent size hole, depending on what some of these other teams do during the course of those three games, the Rangers are going to play. But, um, you know, I, I thought they avoided disaster when, you know, when I saw it was the Blues that came back and it was 4-3 St. Louis at the end of the second. I'm like, wow, you know, the Rangers are, might very well lose this game and, you know, maybe the wheels are going to start to fall off. So, you know, thankfully they, they were able to find a way to get to get the two points. But, um, you know, even still, if I were a fan of the team, I wouldn't be happy. And I, I know you guys all feel that same way, too. So. Um, you know, it's got it. You got to get to that starting point where, OK, well, now this is going to be where we turn things around. Um, you know, if you win one game, yeah, you beat St. Louis. But if you lose to Vegas tonight, then what does that accomplish? Being that your next two opponents are what Colorado and New Jersey. So it's more yeah, on it, Colorado, it's be, by the way, in bar talk, everybody. It, it's going to be hmm. it's going to be tough for them. They need to they need to string, you know, a good two, three even four together to really start to feel good about themselves again. Um, and, you know, I I know we've mentioned it, you know, Igor Shosturkin last year was, was a God, uh, his save percentage is nine ten right now. Um, you know, so he could definitely find another level for sure. Um, the sooner he gets there, the better for the Rangers, but in the meantime, they got to support him better. Well, you know, while he works out, whatever, you know, he's, he's going through right now, but, um, yeah, it's, it's crucial. Mark, like you said, to lead me in, you know, expectations are, are good and all, but if you don't, meet them then you're the darling that you are is washed away so yeah they they need to they need to start winning games and getting points because i know the feeling all too well the only difference is at this point last year the islander season was pretty much already over um for you guys it's not that way at all i mean you're still close to a playoff spot but it can get away quickly
0: anthony to continue on with what you're saying because one of the one of the only differences between this year and last year for the Rangers versus the Islanders is the Island the Rangers were one of the teams that were running away with it. And you basically had the the top four of the division set because the Penguins were hot. More on them again in a moment. Um, you had Carolina who was hot, and then you had Washington, who was, I think at this point they were still either first or second in the division. The thing about the Rangers is they have to figure out this change. And the one thing I've, I've said over and over again, their schedule doesn't let up. They don't get more than two games off. Uh, you weren't going to send a new coach out on a road trip, and you weren't going to fire an old coach on another road trip. I want to be clear because I get this question all the time, and I'm going to talk about one of the candidates everybody talks about on Twitter later, is there's, there's, there's that, that, that reply of, what, you don't like the guy? I love the guy. But you, the results are speaking for themselves, and the Rangers are trying to go for a Stanley Cup. That's they, they sped up this timeline. It's not my fault. This is a results-driven business. And if that means they have to part ways with Gerard Gallant before Christmas. I mean, think about those words. I thought maybe Lindy Ruff might get canned at Thanksgiving. The devil's come out hot. I don't have to worry. My prediction's wrong. That's fine. But then to turn around and it's Gerard Galant is the guy that gets fired. I mean, you know, I don't,
2: I don't. What type of bizarro-ass backwards world are we living in? I don't see it happening unless things go really south because, I mean, let's face it, as much as they're struggling right now, they're only, you know, what, a few points out, three, four points out of a playoff spot, whatever it is. So they're not going to fire a guy Um, when they're that, I mean, granted they, based on what everyone expecting to do, they should be well into a playoff spot. So I know that plays into it, but it's not like they're the Chicago Blackhawks, which case he would have been gone already. So I still stand by it. I really don't see him getting canned. I mean, maybe if they did something, you know, where they, you know, rattled off five, six losses in a row, I mean, maybe, but I, I, Right now, I, I don't think he's close to getting fired per se. It's
0: it's also the way they're losing, Anthony. They're they're not oh, winning. Yeah. they're yeah. not winning at home. That's a huge problem. They're coughing up leads at home. NH, I know. I know everybody wants to say, "Oh, we live in the topsy turvy modern NHL. Uh, third period leads aren't safe." BS. Go around the league. A lot of teams. You might lose the third period lead. You're not. You're not losing it in regulation. That's that's what the problem with the Rangers is. That was these games of regulation. They did it against Edmonton. They lost the point that they had a a short two points because again, this division, some of the teams are starting to get hot and that's going to be a problem. And we talked about the the last 10, four wins in their last 10. I think there were four and six that compare it to Carolina, who is four, one and five. They at least got 13 points in their last 10. The Rangers got eight. And at that, at that rate, you don't want to get too far behind because, as I say, I keep saying on Twitter all the time, the Vancouver Canucks played 650 hockey to miss the playoffs last year. That's a damn good team that missed the playoffs. This year, eh. Philk, last word on the Rangers.
1: <laughs> the Knights having all these injuries is big. But Colorado, looking at their notable injuries right now, it's on NHL Network. McKinnon, upper body. Lekkonen, upper body. Byram, uh, lower body. Landis Skog with the the knee injury. I mean, they've got Josh Manson, lower body. Curtis Curtis McDermott, lower body. Byram, lower body. Rodriguez, lower body. Uh, You've got to take advantage of these teams right now. Um, I've said that if the Rangers were to go one- and two in these uh, in the next three against Ottawa. I mean, and then Ch- uh, Chicago that a would have been fired. I think if they go on three of the, that uh, against uh, these next three teams, I, I definitely think that there's a chance because now the word came out the other day that James Dolan is closely monitoring the situation in mm-hmm. New York. And the last time that that happened, David Quinn. Mm hmm. Yeah, so um, there definitely could be a move made sooner than later. I know that you guys keep pointing to the standings and the fact that they're not far out. That might motivate James Dolan and actually play the exact opposite of what you guys think, and it might actually motivate James Dolan to go get a coach if they start losing these games so this way they don't fall too far behind because Dolan does not want this team missing the playoffs. I can tell you that right now. I don't even have to know the insides to know what's going on and know that Dolan doesn't want this team missing the playoffs. He wants that playoff revenue. He wants them going for a cup and he's going to want Chris Drury to put this team in a position to be able to go get that cup and make those moves to help put them over the top at the deadline. So if they lose these three games, I I Uh, think there's a move made sooner than later.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, I can't stress how important this road trip is. And yes, we're going to talk more about Colorado in a minute with their injuries. Uh, but again, imagine going and two and then you have the looming specter. I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth right now, but the looming specter of the New Jersey devils waiting for you when you get back home and then you go and three. Those are all points that are gone. So again, the Rangers can't afford to, to lose points. So, and then what do you guys think about the Rangers right now? Are they performing up to your expectations Is go job jobs safe? Are, 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 me and Phil panicking a little bit? And Anthony is usually, uh, well, Anthony's the more correct one. He's usually the more correct one, everybody, because we're going to switch gears and we're going to go to the team across the way. And Anthony, I was a little bit surprised. New York Islanders, they go one and two last week. They got the win over Chicago. Phil was there
1: to see UBS and that game. Was that your first game at UBS for the Islanders, Phil? First hockey game at UBS, not my first event. I've gone to two AEW shows there. So Yes.
0: Uh, the Islanders still have that plus 13 goal differential. By the way, Ranger fans, if you're still listening right now, the Rangers have a plus two. So at this time, I think last year they had a minus two, but we know how much I love that stat. But this surprised me, Anthony. Islanders are five and five in their last 10. They fall into wildcard one. They have this road stretch that's coming up right now. Uh as at New Jersey versus Carolina. Uh, I covered one at Boston, at Arizona, at Vegas, at Colorado, at New, the Rangers, and then home for the Panthers.
2: Are the Islanders under the radar in trouble? No, I don't think so. You you look at their where they rank in um team safe percentages, goaltenders, they were the one or two in the league. I, I don't know what last night's performance did to it, but um, they're getting good goaltending from Varlamov and Sorokin, obviously. Um, and they're scoring goals more. Well, they're scoring more goals than people expected. I think they're averaging 3.19 goals per game. Um, so they're scoring goals and they're getting good goaltending. Usually that's a recipe for for winning hockey. Um, they just have to really just shore up some uncharacteristic defensive lapses that they're allowing to other teams. Um, you know, like last night, the... Blues' first two goals were on two-on-ones. Um, you can't you can't do that. Uh, and the same pair is out on the ice. You know, Mayfield and Romanov were on the ice for both those two-on-ones. And um, you know, and each time Romanov was the was the man back. And you know, I, I don't blame the defense. It's hard to really blame the defenseman too much on a two-on-one. But I think both times, um, you know, he gave he gave too much too much respect to the, to the shooter and gave, allowed him to really make an easy pass across on both times. And, you know, as fast and agile Sorokin is um, he doesn't really, you know, stand a chance of getting across on either of those. So, um, you know, put him in a hole early and just uh, overall, not just last night's game. I know against Chicago, they had a shutout, but Chicago is a really bad team, but um, you know, they, they just need to shore up the defense. I mean, they're, they're giving up too much space in the middle of the ice uh, it's you know, it's really you, you can't do that. Uh, there was play last night where Tarasenko was all alone in, in the slot, uh, and Sorokin made the save. And you know, Tarasenko was shaking his head, you, you can't give up those those high danger chances to because eventually it's going to burn you as good as Sorokin is. Eventually, the, the player is going to find the back of the net. So, um, the Islanders got to be better defensively. So, to answer your question, no, because they're getting good goaltending and they're scoring goals. Um, and what can you really export for at this point? You know, before the season started, I think most Islander fans would sign up that they're, what, two points out of second in the division in a playoff spot. So um, I'm not concerned. I mean, they do have a tough stretch. You know, Boston coming up, New Jersey. They're playing Carolina, who they already beat this year. But those are all good hockey teams. So, um, you know, like we said early in the year when they had that three-game stretch against Colorado, Carolina, and the Rangers, and they had won all three, when it was looking like, oh, they may lose all three of those. so And decisively. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm. It's gonna be a tough. To, it's gonna be a, a challenge for sure, going up against good teams. But I think they're up for the test. They just need to clean up their defensive game.
0: By the way, one reason why you always should go to us and say, for instance, Mister Larocco, right there on uh, what's the Islanders' uh, goals per game? He had it at three point one nine, and he's dead on right. Philk, are the Islanders on Islander the radar in trouble?
1: No. Nah. I, I I don't I don't see where they're in trouble. I I think what they're dealing with right now is what I would call systematic adjustment. Is as a first year coach implementing his system and the players adjusting to it. Um, I and not even just last night against St. Louis, but I mean some of these other games, Mayfield and, and Romanov have just. They don't look great as a pair together. I don't know if you're seeing the same thing that I do, Anthony, but it seems like something yeah.
2: is off with that pairing, right? Yeah, it started off with Dobson and Romanoff and they made a switch. I don't know exactly when it started, but uh, I, I, I I, don't think they mesh well. I don't. No, I don't, I, I don't play either.
1: Play. I, I, I think that they play too similar of a game for them to kind of uh, click. I think yeah. there needs to be a little bit more of an opposite-to-track type element and a defensive pairing sometimes. And I, I think that pairing lacks that. But uh, to your point, and I, I, was, I was saying this before in our group text, but this is uncharacteristic of an Islanders team to, to have that many scoring chances uh, in the high danger areas in the middle of the ice. And, and over the last five seasons, since Barry Trotz's first season as Islanders head coach, the Islanders have really made it hard for teams to get to the middle of the ice and get those chances. And l- lately, these last 10 or so games, it's been a lot easier than I've seen in a long time for them, probably since the Doug Waite days for you know teams to get to those areas and score goals against them. And, you know, Ilya Sorokin has still been fantastic regardless of that. And even Semyon Varlamov has actually played well for mm-hmm. them. I mean, yeah. against Chicago, um, they absolutely locked them down. I mean, I was at that game, and I thought the first period was an evenly played period. I thought Chicago, for playing the night before, actually was playing really well. But it seems like after the first, they kind of just lost their steam, and the Islanders got that goal, which we I didn't even we weren't even able to tell at the game that that <laughs> actually happened because it was just such a a small event in such a quick amount of time. When, you know, they started, you know, halting the game, we were like, what's going on here? And then it came up on the, the Jumbotron and so on. So after that, the Islanders, it was the tale of two different games there. They they locked it down from that, but just, I don't get what happened against St. Louis, but I, I'll, I'll just attribute this to them trying to adjust the Lane Lambert system and, uh you know, just kind of having a little bit of a rough patch there. I think they'll probably get everything down and pat. And by the time, the deadline comes around. They'll be in a playoff position. They're going to be fine. I, I don't have any worries about them if I'm an Islander fan, but um, I, I think they just need to go grab one more uh, you know, goal scorer, maybe a guy yeah. like Tarasenko if he somehow becomes available, if St. Louis continues to falter. They're 12th or another right name now, we're going to
0: mention in a moment.
1: Yeah, uh, they're 12th in the league right now in goals four, which is pretty good, upper half of the league. But, you know, they could still use a little more help as they've needed for years now. So a top flight sniper or somebody, at least a, an upper level sniper would actually help them out big time.
0: Yeah, I was a little bit uh, shocked about the five and five record. They're at least going to get Colorado at a good time for them. Yeah. I know it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing how the tone changes from us. For the Rangers, it's utter disaster. Because if if it's not Igor Sesturkin standing on his head, Right now, do you have any faith in your goaltending if you're in the New York Rangers? Go to the New York yeah. Islanders. Ilya Sorokin is standing on his head, and Simeon Varlamov is playing well behind him. There's nothing to worry about with that. Their defense, it's it's you're not worrying about having to remake pairs. We talked about uh Mayfield and Romanov, but even at that, if they just switch those two guys, they're gonna be fine. Their lineup is still consistent. And by the way, they're it's amazing. They're the they're the best team in the third period in the league. It's it's almost not even close, and they're they're even more dangerous when they're behind. Like last <laughs> night's game, they were down five to one. They shouldn't have had any business clawing back to even get to an empty net situation. They let out two empty net goals. That was all right, but they're. I mean, if if you're ahead of this uh, this team, they're they're like a bunch of uh, they're like a pack of dogs. They're gonna they're gonna go and try to devour you and try to
1: get the win. So hey hey hey. Hey, New York Rangers, take notes from your uh, crosstown rivals.
0: And it and it really is amazing how things changed. Last year, it was them that were the great ones. So, in yeah, and the third you know, period,
2: no, no quit in New York. Right now, I mean, that's that's the island. They don't they don't give up um, even when they're down. They do not. They do not. They always try to make it close. And they, yeah, and that's, that's, that's it, good. The resiliency, resiliency is is definitely something you want to have in this league because. Uh, it's not going to be pretty every single night where you're going to cruise to a victory. You got to work hard. You got to earn it. Yeah. Now,
0: it's just amazing Anthony because I think that they were still a good comeback team under on the trots. But again, you're talking about multi-goal leads that they're just erasing or they're putting the other team back on their heels at least. Like they came up short last night. They came up short against uh Nashville uh in Nashville. Uh Friday's game, I mean, there was two empty netters, but They were right in that game too. So, I mean, got to look at it that way. All right. So, guys, that's going to wrap up this week on the Rangers and the Islanders. So, if whatever you think about the Islanders right now and how they're playing, throw it down in the comments below. Because we're going to take a moment to reflect on the holiday coming right up. And uh, since Christmas is coming in about a few weeks, we have to get some letters to Santa. And ask him for some things that we desperately desperately need so Anthony I'm going to start with you since we're on the Islanders uh, what would you say if you can ask Santa Claus for anything to bring the islanders and have you been a good boy this year?
2: <laughs> uh, I, you know I think I think it's easy uh, a scoring a scoring wing um, They, they, you know, they've, they've needed it. They needed it for a while. Uh, You know, and there are, there are names out there. Uh, You know, your, your Tarasenko's, uh, even though Bo Bo Horvat's a center, you know, Bo Horvat's out there. Um, There's the, you know, Patrick Patrick Kane out there. Um, And then who other knows, who knows what teams are going to slip out of it from now and then. Sure. Other, other names are going to be on the table. I mean, Brock Besser from Vancouver's out there too. Um, So I would I would say, you know, bring 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 a scoring wing or a guy that could fill the net to the island because, you know, Matt Barzell is over, you know, a point per game um, and no slight to him. But he's been playing with like, you know, Simon Holmstrom, who just came up from the AHL. And, you know, as good as Oliver Wallstrom is, you know, he's still fairly inconsistent. So could you just imagine what what Barzell would do with a, you know, a legitimate sniper like Tarasenko next to him or um, or patrick kane next to him so <laughs> it, it, they they need it i think that could, that could help them score a lot more and elevate barzell's game even more so uh yes yeah, anna bring a bring a scoring wing to the island by the trade deadline that would be really nice all right Phil,
0: uh i'm gonna i'll give mine because it's pretty similar to anthony's mine would be a power play trigger man for the islanders um because if they get that power play rolling you put, you put Vladimir Tarasenko, Brock Besser, even, maybe a distributor like Patrick Kane. I think they do a good job distributing the puck anyway right now. But um, I, that's what I think for the Islanders.
1: What about you? I mean, mine was basically what Anthony said just because, <laughs> I mean, I pretty much said it right before we did it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. They've needed one going back to John Tavares when he was first drafted. They needed one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had my uncle literally saying this for 15 years now that they've needed a, a, a top-flight sniper. So, yeah, it's
0: got to be it. All right. Well, I mean, it's been a while since they've they've had that top-line sniper, probably since you said Tavares. I mean, for the wing for that, maybe even that one season Tomas Vanek was... Here
1: no, I, and, I, I mean, what I was saying was a top-flight sniper, um, on, on the wing, and they've needed that for 15 years. They haven't had somebody that has scored, you know, um, think about it, scored, you know, 35 plus goals aside, you know, on the wing, aside from Anders Lee since Jason Blake, and Anders Lee is not really a sniper. Jason yeah. Blake wasn't really a sniper either, so he was for that one year, but yeah. All right, Philk,
0: let's hear it. What would you ask Santa for the New York Rangers?
1: Well, it's gotta be consistency and effort. So um, you want to see that that hustle, that drive, that determination. You 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 want you want that on a nightly basis, and this Ranger team has not given it on a nightly basis. They they, they come out with these really good efforts. You know, it, good for them to, to lose the lead against, you know, St. Louis three times and then come back and then finally seal the game. Great. Great. That that last part of that third period was great. But you need that on a nightly basis. And you can't have games where they just don't show up to play against a team like Chicago because they think, oh, well, Chicago's got nobody aside from Kane and Taves. That, that roster is garbage. So we're just going to, you know, walk into this and think that we're, uh, you know, we're amazing, but you know, you're not, and you know, you crap, you, you crap the bet against them. So I want consistency. I want effort. And if there's any other thing that, uh, you know, I could wish for from the Rangers, um, I would say that it would have to be, uh, maybe Gerard Gallant getting fired if things go south.
0: I can't, I can't believe we're there. I can't believe we're there. Anthony, what would you wish for the Rangers?
2: I would say the the 21 22 version of Shesterkin um cuz that that was that was amazing. Um uh, you know, if he if he was playing like that again this year, you know, I think the the conversation would be a lot different and the range would be much higher. Um and I think he can get there. Um uh, but I think that would that, that would really do wonders for this team right now for sure. Uh I'm writing mine in right now just cuz uh
0: I'm just going to say it uh, that way we don't have to worry about the graphics, but a, a consistency from their coach, because again, we were talking about this last week, the game where he had Adam Fox playing 30 minutes in a non overtime game in November was an absolute joke. So that's one thing I would have to, I would have to wish for around there. Uh, Trocek <laughs> wants posts to be eliminated. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's just, you, I could look at the box. score. <sighs> I can already tell you the box score tonight. Kako's is going to get 14 minutes and 30 seconds, maybe 45. And La- Lafreniere is going to get under 13 minutes. Develop the prospects because your, your 20 minute guys aren't doing the job. That's, that's the way to do it. So that's 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 my thought about that. Not but, uh, guys, right? Yeah, I know. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Go around the NHL, guys. Uh, Anthony, what would you wish for for any team around the league?
2: Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. I think I wish for um, winning a draft lottery in their future. Um, I think I think that's what they're going for for sure. Uh, a Connor Bedard can really help uh, help you know turn around your franchise real quickly. Um, And with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves eventually possibly leaving come the deadline, um, uh, the fans would need something to be excited about again. And Bedard certainly would, would uh, accomplish that for Chicago Blackhawks fans.
1: Phil, how about you? From the Colorado avalanche, I'm wishing for a better medical staff because I half of my team is injured.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. And, and you know what we're, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about them again in the next segment but yes Colorado to be healthy and for me I'm gonna say if I'm the New Jersey Devils I want the playoffs to start right now everything is clicking on all cylinders for them number one in goals for uh, high danger goals for I believe number one in uh high number two in high danger chances against limited so it's if you're the New Jersey Devils, right now is it? You don't want it to. You don't want to wait until April. I mean, I could say them. I could say uh, Toronto is hot right now. You could that that could also be it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Mike. You don't have to, Mike. You don't have to worry if it was uh, if Connor Bedard was was on the New York Rangers, they'd be like, oh, you need to earn your playing time. That's that's a thing we all of a sudden decided. So, uh, anything else you guys could think about for any any other teams around the league? You were like. Want them to wish for Santa?
2: Yeah, I mean, mm. <laughs> for the ducks, for the ducks, you could say the same thing about winning the lottery. Get Bedard. I mean, they're they're yeah. the worst team right too. now. Arizona. Yeah.
0: Arizona, Arizona it was, it was the worst team several times and they can never win a lottery. And now they're playing themselves out of it.
2: I, I think well, Tampa I think Bay we... Arizona would ask Santa for an actual NHL facility to play. in. yeah, that's yeah. that
1: right now they're asking uh, the citizens of Arizona about that. Phil, I, 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 I think, I think Tampa Bay would probably ask for the salary cap to be eliminated. <laughs> Yeah, that would actually be a good one. I mean, yeah. hell, they've,
0: they've circumvented it before, so why not? <laughs> All right, so guys, that is what we think about the letters to Santa Claus for the, around the hockey world. uh You guys have been doing great with some of your comments down here for Buffalo. as for some consistency beyond October. Absolutely, Cora. That's a pretty good one. They can always come out hot. Fire what Gord happens? and bring back Jock Martin.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good one.
0: Yeah. By the way, did Gord Gord got hit in the head the other night? Didn't he? Was it him or was it the black? No,
1: that was, um, that was Luke Richardson. Oh, okay. Yeah. The puck literally, did you see how high that puck bounced in the air? Oh my God. It gashed up his head, man. And the puck hit him pretty fast and went high up in the air. And, uh, Luke Richardson didn't even enter concussion protocol. He just (laughs) sat there on the bench. He got, got stitched up and, and that was it. That guy's a warrior. He always has been. Now, by the way, uh, first off,
0: that's that's total Luke Richardson right there. So, just before we get too far away from it, um, the uh, I think it was the Matt Martin goal was the one that you said that had to be whistled back the other night. Did they ever show a conclusive video of that puck going in the net?
1: Well, yeah, they 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 did. the The puck was over the line. It was it happened very very quickly, but it it was in. All right, it counted. Yeah. Just making sure that they showed that at the stadium. So we we yeah, they showed us that because we the, the game stopped and we all thought it was a TV timeout. I I was I was talking to Dave Ortiz, who I went with. Did they hit the did they have, have the, the the horn sound? No, it just it, it kind of stopped. It was weird. Like it, usually that horn sounds and it tells you that, like, you know, there's there's something that's being reviewed, but there was nothing that sounded that, you know, let us know that it was being reviewed, like it was weird. So, um, I'm guessing that that must have been called to by uh, the islanders, and whoever their um, their video replay crew is good on them to pick that up because that was very, very hard to see. I think the rev- the,
0: they, the league reviews those anyway, so Toronto will call down. Yeah. All right, so guys, let's do some bar talk.
2: Shot. this is the easiest cyber to answer. me see beer. I can't even begin to describe.
0: I'm actually going to go crazy. I'm going to buy everybody around on this one. Well, everybody, welcome back to Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, where we are gauging our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice our choice of drink. What the hell is a choice of drink? Anyway, but uh, play along down in the comments below. Or are you so confident you're going to buy everybody around? So-so, I'll just take a beer or... Uh, I'll take a shot. I just, I just need a shot on this one. Um, Here's one for you guys right now. The Rangers regret not
1: re-signing Andrew Kopp. Filk? Shot. I, I, I don't... Listen, Andrew Kopp is not a bad player by any means. And yeah, they gave up a first-round pick because they made the conference finals. But Andrew Kopp is not as much as he would help, he's not the difference for this team. He's got 16 points in 25 games, but he's also only got three goals. And as good as he played for the Rangers, um, I, I again, I, I, don't think that he is the difference. I, I like the way that he played with Panarin and Strom. And I, I think him, Panarin and Trosha could make a nice line, but you're going to, they're not going to give him $5 million and you know, they weren't going to do it. And, uh, it just – I think that's definitely a shot. Anthony?
2: Yeah, I think it's a shot too. Um, I know, you know, he seemed like he meshed well with the team. But, you know, Trochek's playing, you know, fairly good hockey for them. So I, I don't think it's um, it's really anything significant that, that really hurt them by choosing Trochek over over Kopp. Um And Cops, like I said, he's a good player. No knock on him. But, um, you know, if you replace Trochek with Cop right now, I'm not sure – You know, how much of a difference, if at all, it would have affected where they are right now in the standing. So, um, yeah, sticking with the shot there. Well, guys, uh, so the only answer I
0: can give you is I'm going to go shot, two. So that makes shot, shot, shot everybody anyway so it's it's definitely a shot um they needed him to be a center they needed a center and Vinny Trocek is a better center option than Andrew Kopp anyway moving on uh Brock Besser (coughs) would be a better target for the sorry the Islanders should try to make a move for Brock Besser Anthony
2: uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I know he's had a rough he's had a rough go to start the season in, in Vancouver. Six and a half million dollars, I believe, for the next two or three years. Um, you know, so his cap hits, you know, relatively high for what he's producing right now. Uh, he's scored 23 goals in back to back years, which is, you know, it's a good number. But, you know, it's not it's not like the 30 plus number that maybe some fans thought he would be at. Uh, after the rookie after the rookie uh, year that he had um, although one of those 23 goal years was in 56 games so I guess you could say over 82 he would have been over 30 but um, yeah he's, he's a little underperforming right now in the goal department um, you know Vancouver did say they'd be willing to take less just to create some more cap space so um, you know if they were if they're willing to trade him um, that's fine but the Islanders would have to send back salary the other way uh, does a Beauvillier for better deal makes sense for both sides. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe obviously the Islanders are eating more salary in that deal, but um, again, you know, I do think he has a good shot. I think he's is capable of scoring goals, and maybe he does need just change of scenery. But um, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I'm not gonna I wouldn't jump up and down if they did get him. But um, so for that reason, I'll say beer. Uh, I would just maybe wait and see if there's anybody else that shakes loose closer to the deadline
1: i want to say round but i'm not totally sold on him and the reason for that being is that as anthony uh you know so very eloquently just outlined everything that really i wanted to say um his numbers have kind of struggled over the last you know a couple of years, mm-hmm. I mean that 2021 season was really good. He was on pace for over 30 that year, but his cap hit is kind of high in relative uh, in relativity to or relation rather to what he gives you in terms of offensive production. And although I do think that he could play well with someone like Barzell, you know why hasn't he taken that next step in Vancouver? Yeah, I mean he's not a spring chicken anymore. He's I, I believe 25. Yeah. So he's turning 26 in February. Um, I I don't know if I would want to give up assets for a player like this, although I do think he can help. So I'm going to say beer, but it I just, it feels like he could be a great fit, but I, I definitely have my qualms about him.
0: Uh I want to say round two, but I got to go beer as well. And I do think the Islanders can get away with giving up a lot less for him. And uh, a Beauvillier for Besser deal would work. You got cost certainty. You know, Lou likes that. And it's just, there's, it's one of those things. He really fits the mold with what they want. If that's your third option, when the trade deadline comes around, that's a pretty good third option to go to. Uh, Assuming it's Kane, Tarasenko, And then Besser. And then, as as Anthony said, who knows? Well, uh, hey, Johnny Red, thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you, Johnny. And welcome back. Uh, And we know you've been dealing with some things. So, you know, we hope you're doing well.
0: Yeah. And I hope I, I, Phil says it all. So (laughs) took the words right out of my mouth. That's probably the first time I've actually started this entire uh, broadcast. By the way, guys, I keep mentioning about how it's getting late early or sorry. Yeah, it gets late early out there.
1: Yes. Uh, and there, right. one of the
0: reasons why is it's December. What happens in the month of December? The Pittsburgh Penguins get hot. They're 8-1-1 one and one in their last 10. Pittsburgh Penguins are cementing their playoff spot now. Filk.
1: I'm going to say Beer. And I, I hate to say it because I, I I just want this team to just fall off the face of the damn earth already. But um, it, it looks like they're they're starting to play better. But they're another team that's been plagued with inconsistency. Uh, Chris Letang is skating again. So that stroke is, doesn't seem like it's going to keep him out of the lineup for a terribly long time. Um, they just continue to chug along. We doubt them every year, and they can. They continue to just survive. They are like an uncrushable cockroach. That's what it is with them. So uh, I'm going to say beer, but you never know with this team because they have been more inconsistent this year than they have in previous years.
0: You just can't quash them. I'll I'll step up on this one, Anthony. I'm going to buy a round on it. That's what the Penguins do. They put themselves in the playoffs in December. Then an injury rolls around to whoever, Crosby, Malkin. They've done it the last few years. And then by that time, they're already in, and you don't have to worry about anything. That's what consistent teams do. And by the way, Sidney Crosby, I think he's seventh in the league in scoring right now. The guy, he he's a machine. He's just a machine. Anthony?
2: I'm going to say beer because, you know, cementing in a playoff spot now, I mean, the 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 Rangers are only three points behind the Penguins. Um, so three points from being on the other opposite side of the playoff line is nowhere near uh, cementing a, a spot. Uh, I think really the only team you could say that to about right now is New Jersey. I mean, New Jersey is probably cementing them. I mean, they, they have 43 points. The next team out is the Rangers at 29, was at the thir- 13 points um that that's when you're when you're that clear of the playoff line that's cementing a playoff spot pretty much so uh the penguins yes they are on fire crosby's turning back the clock with his play right now i think he's on pace for you know 110 points um so kudos to him uh but i mean the three points isn't enough to say they're cementing a spot so i'll, I'll go beer but um mm. i think they likely get in but it's they're not cementing it in any way shape or form it's t- let me go right back to you guys real quick. And I'm going to start with you, Anthony. How many points
0: does it take to get into the playoffs in the Easter conference this season? Yeah.
2: I mean, a hundred.
0: They all did it last year.
1: Phil. Yeah. Looking at the standings right now. Um, I'm, and just, I'm trying to pull up the wild card ones here. Yeah. The wild card teams have 32 and 31 points with the Tampa Bay lightning and the Islanders in those two spots. I mean, even if you go 500 to the rest of the way, which I don't, I, I don't think that the wild card teams are going to do. I think they're going to go above 500. I've got to say hundred, maybe even like 102 points this year. That's, that's amazing. It's, it, that's insane. amazing. Even to think about it.
0: I was actually wanting to say 98, but Anthony brought up that stat and, uh, well, I also confirmed it, but it might, it might take a hundred points. That that's a lot of points.
1: You, you want, you want to hear something that's even more crazy. You want to know how many points Sidney Crosby is on pace for right now? 144.
0: Wow. I mean, but they were talking about him, by the way, on NHL network today of, do you just kind of take for granted how great this guy has been?
1: Yeah yeah I, 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 he's definitely going down as a top he's definitely for my money right now he is a top 10 player of all time I, no, I've said it before I have at number five but uh
0: last week we talked about uh 10 not
1: 145. I, I don't know where the math must have went wrong there but it's 110 and still that's still staggering at his age
0: yes uh, 36 now.
1: uh, 35 going on
0: 36. Uh, Last week, we talked about Matthew Kachuk going back to Calgary, guys. Last night, or two nights, no, last night, Paul Maurice went back to Winnipeg after nine years, 315 wins, 224 losses, and 62 of the extra loser points. Paul Maurice will get the Panthers in the playoffs. And right now, guys, 28 points, 10th in the Eastern Conference. Uh. Sorry. Ah, fuck it. I'll start it. Which, by the way, I should probably get a, a sensor for that. <laughs> probably. Uh, beer, maybe. It depends on whether or not Detroit is for real, guys. If Detroit's, if Vili is good enough for Detroit and that goaltending's good, then Panthers might be in real trouble. Because they got problems in net with Bobrovsky, and they got problems with health right now. Everybody's starting to get a little bit healthier with them. Kachuk has been great. Everybody else has been having some issues. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go beer.
2: Anthony. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go beer too. Um I mean it's gonna be tough for them because they're not gonna they're not gonna bump out Boston and Toronto are definitely gonna be the top two spots in the Atlantic. Um, Detroit's the third one right now. You can make the case that you know, over time, Tampa Bay being an experienced team, they'll they'll eventually kind of bump the Red Wings and in, in, into their third spot. Um, so from there, you're talking about the Panthers would be fighting with the wild card spot for, with the with the likes of you know the Red Wings, the Rangers, uh, you know maybe the, the you know the Islanders, the Hurricanes, Penguins because they're all so close to each other. Um, and right now, I, I would, I mean, I think I would even take the Rangers over the Panthers right now. So I, I put them. Below all those teams that they could be fighting for, uh, I think it's going to be really tough. But is not good right now, um, and it just seems like Kachuk's putting up numbers, but they really they're really missing that Barkov Huberdeau type connection that they had so much chemistry with. Um, they've had been dealing with some injuries, so I, I don't know. I think it's possible. I'm not going to count them out, but I lean more so on the side of no than yes. Yeah. Uh, Phil, I
1: am going to say I'm gonna go off the board and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this shot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I almost went there. I almost went there.
1: I I don't trust their goaltending and I don't trust their defense. So unless they go and they get somebody at the deadline, um, would they overpay again for another depth defender like they did for Ben Sherratt last year and then go give up the first for Luke Shen, like uh, Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick are suggesting. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they go and do something like that. Maybe they go and find another defenseman that's available somewhere. Um, but I, I, I don't see how you can continue to, to win games when, your your number one center doesn't have chemistry with the, the top line winger that you brought in the way that he had with the previous top line winger that was there. You're not getting offense from guys like Duclair and um you know Bennett and and, and, and Reinhardt and the you know the ways that you, you, you thought you would. And then um the goaltending has just been abysmal for them. Abysmal. And and Spencer Knight hasn't seemed like he's turned the corner and and taken the job yet. And there just doesn't seem like there's an answer in net for them. So he, he, I, I, I don't think they're making the playoffs.
0: He's he's getting the job right now, and it's not because he's performing really well. No, it's just that he's not as bad <laughs> as the other guy. Of course, <clears throat> by the way, everybody I always I forget to pedal us ourselves all the time. Make sure that you're liking us, subscribing, and hitting the bell. That's the only way to appease the YouTube gods. Moving back to this, we, we mentioned it earlier. Actually, Philk had the entire list of them, but I'm going to mention it in the big one. Nathan McKinnon is going to be out for about four weeks with an upper body injury. Colorado, five and five in their last 10. Colorado Avalanche are in trouble, guys.
1: Philk? <clears throat> I'm actually going to say beer here Because they're going to get their guys back And I think they're going to make the playoffs um, But they're not playing well And they're playing with like half a team And they're still In a wild card spot, funny enough Despite that, they're tied with Calgary Calgary's played uh, two more games than they have But the Laundry list of injuries that I mentioned Before, it just If they don't get those guys back sooner Than later Um, They could get into further trouble, but right now they're okay. But this could get worse if they continue to lose games without these guys. And it's going to be tough because your goaltender isn't great. Where have we seen (laughs) that one before? Oh, that's right. They followed that blueprint last year and won with a much better team. But they brought in a goaltender that's a downgrade. And now their team is downgrading. So it's killing them even more this year. <laughs> Anthony, what a thought.
2: I'm going to go beer. Um, like Phil said, they're going to get these guys back. Um, and when they're all healthy, they they really have one of the better offenses in the league. But mainly for me, it's who they're competing against, why I think they're going to be okay. I mean, Calgary's really struggling right now. I mean, Markstrom's at a sub nine save percentage to the point where Dan Vladar is is starting his third straight tonight. Um, And the teams below, like Nashville, Vancouver, St. Louis, I mean, are really any of these teams going to threaten Colorado and bump them from reaching a, from a wild card spot? And that's not to mention, you know, I still think they can get it back into the top three in the division. Um, I I don't think they're going to feel so much pressure from the teams below them to really cause them to be in any sort of danger and miss the playoffs. So uh, yeah. I'm gonna go right there with you
0: guys again. I'm gonna go beer. Uh, I'm gonna critique their goalie again because Alexander Georgiev, three consecutive games below ninety percent save percentage. That's not gonna get it done. And you know, everybody's gonna come back. It, it, they they they're gonna be better. They're gonna always they're gonna have this this high powered offense. So there's no problem. But. Uh, you know, you got to hope these injuries don't get any worse. The Christmas break, there's at least a five-day window where they don't, there's no games or anything. So that's another thing that's going to help them heal. So it's just more time for them to get more people, more bodies back in the lineup. I think the shoot skins coming back soon. I think that's what I heard today. I got to double-check that. But maybe I should have waited to say that before I just said it on the air. All right. Oh, by the way, uh, do you think that – it's Markstrom that's a problem, or is or is Calgary just going to Dan Vladar to uh, turn to the dark side? So uh, anyway, yeah, uh, that's that's a terrible joke, but I had to use it. Yeah, <laughs> last night, fourth overall pick Shane Wright, he he scored his first goal in the in the NHL. Jeez, uh, they they played Montreal last night, right?
2: Yes. Yeah,
1: they did. Yeah,
0: so I wonder if he stared down their bench. Anyway. <laughs> The Kraken uh, should I keep it often. the uh, the Kraken should keep Shane Wright up this season. And you know what? I'll start us off. Um, shot. If you could send him back to juniors to get one more year, you got to do it. It's just that that much of the matter. Uh, if, if he really is progressing, because he's going to be playing in the World Juniors in about two weeks, that's probably what the plan is play a couple games, get your beak wet. Don't play over 10 games, slide the contract the next year. That's just what I'm thinking, Anthony.
2: How many games did he play this season? Is it too ready too eight. late for that? 8. Oh, he's played 8. Yeah, um I mean, I'll go I'll go beer. I mean, they they sent him down to the AHL for conditioning, he came up scored a goal. To have him come back up just to play what one more game and then send him back to junior. I, I think they wouldn't have done that if they didn't really intend to keep him from the whole year. Uh, they are a good team. They are going to be playing meaningful games, you know, come crunch time. And I think he could really learn from that experience. Uh, especially, you know, if he, people compared him to Patrice Bergeron um, as a player that he matched, you know, you could see him getting to, if he could be, if he's going to be that type of player playing in those type of games and, and really learning from that could help him reach that level. But um, I don't, I don't, I don't think it would hurt him if he stayed up the whole year because I do think at this point he's above going back to the OHL. I don't really know what he has left to prove in junior. Um, so uh, I'll I'll say beer. Folk, he basically took
1: everything I wanted to say. <laughs> Damn you, Anthony. It's it just everything I wanted to say was just in, in there. They, the only thing I could really add is that he had – four goals in five games with Coachella Valley in the, uh, the the AHL. So obviously he dominated down there. He's above that. He's above the OHL. There's literally no reason for him to go even play in the world juniors at this point. He's, he's above that level. So Mm -hmm. let this kid play, let this kid get the valuable experience that he needs. I mean, he was obviously pumped to score that goal as you saw by his reaction, but like, just let him play. It, 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 there's there's a central theme here with coaches and these hard nosed, old school mentality coaches and these young players that are coming up. Earn your time, earn your time. But let me not hold the veterans that don't pull their own weight accountable. Let these kids play and develop. Gerard Gallant, Dave Hackstall. Let him play. Glenn. Let them play. So, yes, I'm buying a round on this.
0: All right. Because, by the way, also, uh, that you could use Ken Watanabe from Godzilla. Let them play. So, uh, by the way, everybody that participated in the poll, thank you very much. I concluded it right now. Do you think the New York Rangers are, playing, are going to make the playoffs? 53% of you said no. Ouch. All right. And one more we have for you guys for the Bar Talk, and that's – Uh, the NHL needs to get rid of the digital dashboard. One more after that. Oh, you know what? We got one (laughs) more after that too. Uh, that was a late edition, nice one. I like that. All right, so let's do this one first. The NHL needs to get rid of the uh the digital dashboard ads. Phil, shot.
1: No, there's no need to. Aside from certain glitches here and there that's production issues with whatever network that it that it's on but um no shot let them let them gain more money the we're always complaining about how this league is poorly advertised right mm-hmm. we don't advertise our players enough we don't advertise the sport enough and then online you see comments on social media platforms like twitter and so on oh that, that's such a look at me look at my sport type comment well you know what wouldn't have to make those comments if this if this league was better advertised, you know what? Yeah, great. You have the, you have the ads on the boards in real life. Let them keep these ads and let them stay on there because there's no reason to get rid of these ads. When this league needs money, we want the cap to go up, right? Right. Yes. So yeah. So let them keep the
2: ads. Anthony. Um, yeah i mean i don't i hear a lot of people actually complain about them, but um for me I, I really pay no attention to it um if it's gonna create more revenue for the leagues then yeah so be it um like i said it doesn't bother me it's gonna make them money in the long run keep doing what you're doing um first time they're doing it so i'm sure as time goes on they'll, they'll get glitches and stuff out but yeah i no, no issue with it
0: Uh, I'm going to actually go to go shot two for almost a different reason for you guys. Once I actually, I liked it. I like the the revenue. I know some of the glitches that are in there too. I'll tell you one thing. This is my reason to keep those, you know, exactly that. (laughs) Johnny red just took the words right out of my mouth. Better on the digital boards than putting ads on the jerseys. I don't want ads on the jerseys. And I'm well aware that we've all had the, um, Reebok sign on the back of, every single jersey or starter or whatever i don't want ads on jerseys so that's exactly why i'm gonna go shot on that one so everybody oh wait wait hold on there's one more that we gotta go to and i i gotta say that i look i kind of like this one and that's rasmus dahlin is a norris trophy front runner philk go ahead build the case
1: Uh, i'm gonna by everybody around on this one and this guy he probably won't win it because buffalo won't make the playoffs adam fox is the only defenseman in the uh to to win the norris trophy on a non-playoff team and he did it in a lockout shortened year but rasmus dalin is playing as good defense as anybody in the league right now eric carlson is the only one with more points Rasmus Dahlien is a plus 10 rating on that Buffalo team. And that Buffalo team is basically him and Tage Thompson just carrying that team right Mm -hmm. now. And Dahlien's been a big source of offense for them. He's played great defense. And um, you can ask um, what's his name about how it feels like to get uh, Brian Campbell, basically, because uh, Rasmus Dalin pulled the Brian Campbell and RJ Umberger the other night and absolutely destroyed a uh, San Jose Sharks forward with a huge hit. That was a great hit. That's what that was. was a great hit. hit.
0: And, uh, probably as soon as we conclude Bar Talk, we'll talk about the other hit that night that a lot of people talked about. But, uh, there's, I gotta, yeah, you know what, Phil? I'm getting close to buying around and I'm going to do it. Uh, I really was holding back on it because I think Adam Fox has a legitimate shot at it. I think uh, that Eric Carlson obviously has a legitimate shot at it. The third guy right there is Darlene. And you know what? I might bump him up to the front because he's right now playing arguably better than Fox or equal to Fox, and they're playing better defense than Carlson. And if Carlson's a finalist this year, that's he's already won two. We've talked about uh, before in the preseasons on how teams or writers will give awards to guys that haven't won. So uh, Darlene might be the guy. He might be the guy.
1: I I think he's playing better defensively than both Fox and uh Carlson right now I, I just think that there's a level to his game that he's gotten to um this was what was expected of him when he was drafted first overall in 2018 and you know now I, th- I think we're seeing the uh the fruits of the labor and and the development and this guy is just playing next to level type hockey right now he's on pace for he's on pace for about I think almost 90 points and he's playing at a better defensive level than Cal McCarr or Roman Yossi did last year, if you ask me. So if he, if he continues this type of play, uh, the only thing that's going to hold him back from it is just the fact that Buffalo is not a playoff team, which is sad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to check in. Anthony, do we have you back yet? Yeah. Yeah, there he is. All right. There he is. All right. Anthony, Rasmus Dallin is a Norris Trophy frontrunner.
2: Round, um, I, think, I think it's going to be either him or really Eric Carlson right now. Um, I mean, it's funny because Eric Carlson, everyone pretty much thought the guy was shot based on his play the last couple of years. Show hands, like, who 30, thought he was shot? <laughs> <laughs> He's got what, <laughs> there you go. uh, 30, 34 points uh, um, on, a, you know, on a bad team. Granted, Darlene's right behind them. Is also on a bad team, so it's equally really impressive what they're doing. I mean, Darlene's younger, um, but I think right now they're probably neck and neck. Um, I just think because of, like, so many people talking about Eric Carlson as, like, you know, comeback story, veteran, look like – I think just because of that, there's so much momentum behind him that I think, unfortunately, unless Darlene starts to kind of blow him out of the water with production – it's gonna to go to Carlson, but Darlene certainly, certainly um, you know, worthy of the discussion when it comes to the Norris. Just I know he's not in this topic, guys,
0: but I gotta throw this guy's name out because I've been trying to find a way to put him in the show with the rundowns at all.
1: How good has Josh Morrissey been playing this year? Josh Morrissey would be another one for me. And I, I know we were talking about him yesterday and I, I think that contract is one of the three to five best contracts in the league right now. He's under contract, I think, for another four years after this one at $6.25 million. He's over a point per game, leading the Winnipeg Jets in scoring. Uh, and uh, just the game that they played against Colorado the other night, he there was a sequence where he tracked Kale McCarr, stay, skated stride for stride with him, stopped him from a, uh, making uh, – from a scoring chance, and then stripped the puck of him uh, and then went the other way, and McCarr took a tripping penalty on it. And I, I tell you, if that's not Josh Morrissey um, in a, in a nutshell this season, I don't know what is, but Josh Morrissey is really, really playing at a, a very, very high level of two-way hockey right now. And Anthony, got to throw this down to you before I get your opinion on him. He's
0: got
2: five goals this year. Three of them are game winners. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I'm going to have another name that he's flying under the radar. What about Phil Hironic? He's got yeah sixth in the He's sixth in defenseman scoring. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a name that you know normally we're not talking about when the no. highest scoring defenseman in the league. Um, but he's playing he's playing really well. So there's a couple of you know guys, Morrissey, Hironic, that people you know don't really expect to be in the up rush on the league when comes to defensemen and, and point producing but um i gotta tip my cap to ironic too he's another guy that uh is it has impressed me with the way he's played this year definitely gotta agree with you on that but let me also say this if i
0: threw out the question to all of us uh what detroit red wings defenseman is going to be among the league leaders in scoring none of us <laughs> are saying philip ironic we're oh. all saying Moritz sire,
1: yeah yeah yeah, we're, we're all saying cider, but he, here's the funny part about that. In the 2021 season, Philip Ronick led them in scoring with 26 points. Hmm. So uh, this isn't totally out of the norm for Philip Ronick to, to be a big offensive producer for the Red Wings.
0: And here's another guy that a lot that is going to start garnering some more attention, by the way, Hampus Lindholm.
1: Have an outstanding year with. Uh, I, I, I think he's going to get held back by two things. One, he plays on a great team, and, and it shouldn't. It, it it always does hold you back in Norris voting, but it shouldn't to a point because I think he's a he's the big reason why this Bruins team is so good because they finally have a legitimate second elite shutdown defender or elite two way defender. Aside from the guy that I really think is also going to take votes away from Charlie McAvoy. Because Charlie McAvoy is an established top ten defenseman in the league, so yeah. I, I, I just think that he's going to get screwed of votes that way.
2: Do You guys know who the three who the three defensemen are after Eric Carlson that have the most goals. Carlson has eleven, and there's three guys with the same number behind him. That's Rasmus Dahlin with eight,
1: and I know yeah. that um, yeah. McCarla Noah Dobson and John Carlson. Oh
2: yes, Noah oh, Dobson got and- eight. Awesome. yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Do- dobson it's funny enough because dobson had what 10 last year
2: yeah yeah and he yeah. already
1: and got eight in 27 yeah. games this year that's impressive
0: well it's he's he's really showing how good of a player the islanders w- and how
1: smart the islanders were when they took him, and how dumb the rangers were for not drafting him <laughs> and drafting Vitaly kravtsov instead <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I may, it makes me want to punch Gordy Clark in the face every
1: single time I ever think about it. Yeah. And that's
0: why and that's why when, when people go, because by the way, who's who's the other guy that they oh um Oliver Wallstrom? No, not Oliver Wallstrom. Uh Evan Bouchard is another Evan guy Bouchard. that they passed on. Just like really God, God pays
1: for 55 points, and he already has eight goals this season. So that's that's really impressive. And I mean,
0: I, I would love to see because uh, I see some mentions of uh, Brennan Ottman in some of the comments. They'll get them. He might be up later on in the season if the Rangers are still within shouting distance of the playoffs. Because you can't exactly be too confident on it. But we're gonna go to there are uh, just uh, Q and A and league wide banter right now. Just sign off on this, guys. Thanks for watching Big Apple Hockey Bar Talk. Ends. If you happen to uh, want a gift for anybody, go to manscaped.com and use the promo code BAH for 20%, 20% off, off and free, free shipping. shipping. I, I had to think about it for a minute. It's No, there it is. There was a the banner. And by the way, the code works because I was I using it for myself. So, yeah, they got
1: those uh, like scrubbers. That, those things are great. Yeah, I know. You've been talking about that. And I actually want to yeah. go and get one myself. Uh, so. Guys,
0: they're, seriously, they are great to throw in your hockey bag. You don't have to worry about uh, uh, a loofah or
1: um, uh, yeah, a Yeah, because a loofah can get moldy and, and disgusting in a hockey yeah. bag. So if you, have, if you have something like that in a travel bag, it's actually pretty good. I think I want to upgrade that lawnmower because I have the I, – I, I thought I had the 3.0. I had the 2.0. So I got mine a while ago. And I know they're on the 4.0 right now, so um, I'm mm-hmm. probably going to be doing that pretty soon myself. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, okay. So, guys, around did, the league, what are you thinking?
2: Um, I read two two articles the last two days uh, regarding Patrick Kane. One was from uh, Emily Kaplan from ESPN. The other one was um, Scott Powers from the Athletics Chicago. Um, we'll talking about his future and – Scott Powers, um, I think,
1: and Arthur Staple were both in on that one for the Athletic. Uh,
2: I, I know which one you're talking about, but Scott Powers put out another one specifically about what he's hearing regarding Kane and Taves, um, regarding you know how how what might happen as the deadline approaches. But in both articles, you know Emily Kaplan, which I was surprised, said that she understands that Patrick Kane is actually not looking to move, but as losses continue to pile up, you know he may change his line of thinking. Um, and Scott Power said it's believed that out of Taves and Kane, that Kane's the more likely one to actually uh, get traded. But he also said that he doesn't he doesn't think that that Kane and Taves are actually going to go to management and formally request to be traded. And that's going to be more of you know them meeting with the team and kind of discussing together what the future is, but they don't, it doesn't seem to me that they're going to go out of their way to really like force their way out. So um, it kind of, it kind of sucks for Chicago because both those guys leaving would benefit their rebuild and accumulate assets. Um, but I, I just think they're, they're trying to be good I think they're trying to protect. Their I areas. was just
1: gonna say that. Yeah, I think they. I think, think, to I think they don't want to be the guys that go to you know go public and say, "Oh, get yeah. me out of here!" in the middle of a rebuild and then yeah. have the fan backlash. I think they just want the team to go to them and be like, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna force our hand here." And I think they eventually will wave. So I I, I do yeah. agree with that.
2: I I do I do think so too. Um, but on the flip side of the coin, to play devil's advocate, you look at it and. You know, and really both are cases, but I'll use Kane as an example because he's really the the sexier name. And I guess being linked to New York teams is more interest in him than Taves. But, um, you know, he's what? Thir- he's 34 years old. He has three cups. He has he has individual hardware. I know he has he has a young family. I think his his, you know, kid is probably no older than one or, or two tops. So it's like you already compl- accomplished everything you can in this league. Um. You know, he might be content with just, you know, playing for one team for his whole career and um, being known as the best Blackhawk of all time, which even if he gets traded, he might be anyway. regardless. But um, so, yeah, I don't know. What the, I don't know what the motivation is there. Does he really want to go chase another another Stanley Cup? Um, so I don't know. It, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to consider. I mean, me personally. I know everyone's different. If I was in his shoes, I have a young family, I already won everything. Um, Do I really want to, you know, kind of force my way out and go play? I don't know. So it's – I'm actually kind of like 50-50 on whether or not he's going to be traded, Uh, maybe slightly 51-49 that he will be dealt. But I won't be surprised if, um, you know, if he did stay. And that would throw a monkey wrench into a lot of teams' plans who – are you know looking forward to potentially acquiring him
1: i think he's dealt i i really do think he's dealt i think they're just trying to play nice i i i, I,
0: I could see him staying i think anthony's got a good point playing on one sure. franchise your entire team does appeal to uh, your entire career does it tend to appeal to a lot of
1: guys sure um uh, yeah that that might factor into a point but i i i doubt if if the opportunity to come along and um And to win a Stanley Cup because you know what even if he wants to stay, and like the think about this. So let's just say he wants to stay long term. He can just as easily pull um who was it that was signed away and then went right back in the offseason.
2: The last person did it. I know the last person I can think of is uh Matt Molson was traded to Minnesota and then signed. No, there Oklahoma. was
1: one more recently in the NHL than that, just like last year or the year before. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who you're talking about. And and I'm losing I'm losing it right now. But it it's it's happened in other sports too. Errolis Chapman did it. Was traded away from the Yankees to the Cubs and then went right back to the Yankees. You're yeah. only gone for a few months from your family, so if you want to go and and help the team out, I mean, it would. I really think it he would help the team out if he did that. If that's if that's his plan and he wants to stay in Chicago, then and, and he really wants to help the organization out, then he could be the good soldier and say, Hey, you know what? I'm not gonna go public. You guys come to me and you guys find the deal. I'll waive, whatever. And then I'll sign back with you guys in the offseason for a lesser contract. So
0: it's it's not a bad decision. I think Doug Wade also did it as at some
1: point too. But it's Justin Braun's another one who who, who did it. Sean Statler's right on this because he went right back to the Flyers after being traded to the Rangers at the deadline.
0: Yeah, actually, guys, I forgot about it. There was one thing I was kind of beefing on this week because I I was talking about it with people on Twitter. I'm I haven't played the intro in a while, so I am going to play it. Well, uh, this is just this is a quick on the mark with you guys not going anywhere off the screen this prediction that's right up here uh, being single most of my life just yell at larry brooks like every other new york ranger see i gotta hold my head like this because my head hurts because every single time i start thinking about it phil we've been talking about potentially replacing the coach that has been something we've been talking about for a while and anthony's been smiling as he sees our frustration but ranger fans Mark Messier is and will never be the answer at coach. Stop. Stop putting it on Twitter. Stop, stop asking for it to happen. It is not only a terrible idea, it's a dumb idea. He was a captain of the New York Rangers in 1994. I am thankful he's one of the best New York Rangers ever to play. But he's never run a practice. Do you think he just shows up, just jots things down, and then the Rangers are fixed? Are you kidding And then I keep on hearing, well, 94, 94, the guarantee. Okay, as much as I revere Mark Messier, and I do use the word revere, he played, I believe, eight more seasons for the New York Rangers, and four of them were not in the playoffs. And his last playoff game was Wayne Gretzky's last playoff game. Stop. Stop. It'll never be the answer. And also, when's the last time any of you guys remember a rookie – Coach or umpire? <laughs> Maybe Justin Messier. <laughs> 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 could, could, when's the last time a rookie coach or umpire won a Stanley Cup? And you think Mark Messier is going to be... Yeah, Joby Messier. Joby uh, Messier. You think, Do you think Mark Messier is going to be developing talent? He actively got young talent thrown off the team. No.
1: Yeah. Buy Sergei Zubov, buy Peter Nedved. Nice little panic reaction trade because Messier went to the general manager and said those guys were too soft to handle Philly. Mm. Yeah, and then what
0: happened the next year after that? They, they trade Zubov and Nedved, get back Robotai and Danielson, and, Stamielson, and, Stamielson, and, and then they get Montreal helped. and Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Then they go out, they get Wayne Gretzky, and then they get Jersey, Florida, and uh, the Flyers, and they just fell to the Flyers.
1: But stop, Messier is never the answer. Not only did they get Wayne Gretzky, but they got Russ Courtnall at the deadline too. And, and Russ to Cortnall was exactly a uh, guy that you wanted to have against uh, the Flyers at that time. But um, yeah, I, I see this way too many discussions, and Messier has never coached at even the junior level. Like enough is enough. Like uh, ten years ago, if you wanted to talk about this and say, "Oh, you know what?" But if Mark Messier had any aspirations to coach or be in a front office, he would have been in positions to be groomed for those roles already, and he hasn't been. So shut up about it. Shut up about it. It's not happening.
2: Like Anthony, yeah. that's got to be lunacy, right? Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't agree. I think. Look, I, I, I want to say, like, when Butch Goring was the coach of the Islanders, I knew he wasn't going to make a good coach. Same kind of thing as, as Mark Messier. Um, you know, some of these guys, you're endeared to your franchise because what they did, you know, you, you think that, you know, they could be almost just as good as a coach as they were a player. But it's not always the case. Not everybody has it in them to be a coach. Um, and I think that would be a really wrong, terrible decision for the Rangers to – you know, move Gallant and then replace him with Messi. If you're going to fire Gerard Gallant, there's only, it's more, gotta be there's Trotz. only one. Yeah, it's got to be Barry Trotz. It's got to be Trotz. And as an Islander fan, I think I could say, speak for a lot of, you know, fans of this franchise, that if Trotz went to the Rangers, we'd hate to see that. Um, but, you know, it, it's feasible. It could happen. Maybe not now, but I could see it happening, you know, next year if the Rangers fail to make the playoffs and, and Trotz makes it, um, 100% certain and out there that he wants to coach again, then I think you know the Rangers are going to pursue him for sure.
0: But it would have to be next season because this year the Islanders uh, own his rights, correct?
2: Correct, yes, correct.
0: Okay, okay, because so he, he, here's he, another here's name that's been bantied about, name. and I feel like I know you don't want to hear it, and I'm going to watch you just ask. I know you're going to say it. Oh, no, actually, Chris Knoblock is the logical choice, they're paying him already. But what about
1: Joe Quenville? It's not going to happen. No, The NHL wouldn't allow it. Not after everything that happened, the NHL are probably not going to allow it. They won't say yeah. it forthright, but they're not going to allow that to happen. I can tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. Joe Quenville's is a great coach. He's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but he, He's a great coach. I'm sorry, you know, I, I I'm not going to hold back there. You, you let that whole incident with Brad Aldrich happen. You, you protected a guy like that. No, I, you're, you're a trash human being for that. But, um, yeah, uh, Quenville is a great coach, but he is not going to ever coach again in the NHL after that, and he shouldn't. And that I'm totally fine with that. So, uh, no. And all um, you have to do is just. Go to the proper authorities that's all you had to do, and that's all you had to do, and he screwed that up. so you know what we i don't I don't care about Quenville I don't want to talk about him anymore to tell you the truth so um I'm gonna move on from another thing here and I'm going to go to a, a different comment from Chris G. What's important to find out is what what is bugging the players. They obviously have a big issue, and we don't know what it is, maybe it's gallant in fact um no it, it's it's not um I don't know if it's Gallant necessarily. I think that might be part of it. But um, I, I, I think the real issue is, is that there's dissent in the locker room, and Jacob Truba's comments would tell you that, especially his comments after the Chicago game. There's something that's going on, and there's, there's, a, there's a schism in that locker room between certain players. And it sounded like in that inter- in that interview he wanted to call out certain players, but he bit, he bit his tongue hard on that. So when these players that are in question start to up their game and start playing well, in addition to the captain himself, who needs to either, one, pull his head out of his ass, or two, sit if he really is that hurt. So um, I, I, I do think that there is an issue, but it's not necessarily just Gallant. Um, Lanker's comment here is perfect because I said this. This is the '92 '93 team all over again, and they need a disciplinarian because this leadership group is not strong enough to be held hands off and and let them do their thing. Something something changed between last year and this year, and I think they got a little too comfortable with Gallant's hands off pr- approach. And then it's it, it's got to change. It's got to change. And I don't I don't know. I don't think it's Vincent Trocek. I he doesn't play the type of game that would give me the vibe that. He's the guy in question. I think there are a few guys in question. I think one is our Panarin. I think he's got to start waking up and start skating and moving his feet because he doesn't—he doesn't skate nearly enough. He doesn't compete nearly enough. I think Adam Fox is one of them because in his own zone, he there are too many defensive lapses, too many plays where he's caught, you know, doing whatever offensively. And he's lazy. He's not getting back. Uh, and I think a third one is probably Chris Kreider, who looks like he's been sulking about the fact that he didn't get the captaincy. I think there's a big, big problem. And I think Mika Zibanejad defends Chris Kreider because Chris Kreider is his best friend, mm-hmm. and I think that might be causing a clash between Kreider and Zibanejad and Truba as well because Truba seems like he doesn't—he has the old-school mentality where he doesn't you know, care for that type of stuff, and I think they're a little more of a, a newer-school mentality. So um, I, I think things need to change.
0: And highlighting what Rick is saying right here, why is the GM not getting any criticism? He put this team together. The GM and I think he's getting plenty of criticism. I but
1: don't also- think he's getting the criticism yet. I don't think he's getting any of it. I think Rick's, Rick's right. I don't I don't think that Chris Drury has not. I, I think the majority of diehard fans who understand the team um, will look at this team and be like, hey, you know what? Chris Drury put them in there. But Jeff Gordon also deserves some of the criticism because of the contracts that he gave out that hamstrung this team. Chris Kreider's contract, Jacob Truba's contract. They've both hamstrung this team. Mm-hmm. And Barkley Goodrow, that's another contract that has helped hamstring this team. That, that I'll put on Chris Jury. Uh, moving Pavel Buchnevich and getting only Sammy Blay, Blay in a second-round pick back has hamstrung this team. So I'll give Chris Jury the criticism there. But he's not getting enough in the media. And, and and so on. So, Which, by the
0: way, when is when is Sammy Blake going to show up for the New York Rangers? They have, Never. I haven't seen him play ever. Yeah. Still doesn't I have mean, a goal. Jesus, Jesus, anything? All right, Anthony, what do you got? For, what do you got around the league? What can you talk about? Anything besides this?
2: <laughs> um, there's not again. There's not really much. Uh, no. I know there was the news there was a news last week that Brock Besser had permission to talk to other teams, try to facilitate a trade. Um, uh, Other than that, again, um, you know, there's not, there's not much when it comes to the player movement. Um, You know, it's still early December, you know, trade deadlines, what, March 3rd this year. So maybe, um, you know, maybe late January you start to hear some more, you know, rumors and uh, activity there warming up. But, um still a little too early right now. So I don't really think you're going to be hearing a lot when it comes to that.
0: Yeah. I'm just seeing Petrangelo is out with a family illness. Uh, even the flyers are playing a little bit better right now. Like just
1: flyers are playing right now, watching that one between them and the capitals. So, so that's a little interesting Metro division tussle.
0: They're saying, oh, by oh, the oh. way, I saw this earlier today, uh, Jacob Voracek might miss the rest of the season with a concussion. Hope he's going to recover and be okay.
1: Yeah, that's that's not good.
0: Oh, geez. You know who hit him, Philk? Dryden Hunt. Who? Dryden oh, Hunt. Dryden Hunt. Oof. Dryden Hunt's the one that hit him. Yeah. Um, Great player. Okay. By the way, we'll go on what Matt's comment is. The big reason why I think the locker room is in discontent. Uh, Is because of the lack of accountability of the star players. If Gallant wants respect, he has to hold all players accountable. And then, yeah. That's.
1: Yeah. Wow. Hold on. Yeah, Leo's uh, comment. Yeah, Leo's comment. I I, I didn't see that. That's got to be something that just. I didn't see that either. Real... Wow.
0: All real right. Yeah, we'll, we'll,
1: we'll look into that.
0: Uh, but. You've been talking about lack of accountability in the leadership group for a while, Phil.
1: It it just, it's not there. It's not there. Jacob Truba, you know, he throws his helmet around. Great. You fire up the team, and the team responds in the worst possible way. They score a power play goal right afterwards, show some life, and then the third period comes, and they just crapped the bed once again, and they just came out flat. It's almost like they're trying to get the coach fired or get some sort of shakeup to happen because there's no way that you can have that message sent, respond, you know, minutes later like that, and then all of a sudden just revert right back to what you were doing. It's like, it's like, oh, I'm just going to cut my nose off to spite my face. Yeah, basically what it is. And uh, I, I, Gallant runs a meritocracy. I'd assume that this is a Definitely a joke. comment it's got to be sarcastic because yeah, Mike's definitely joking on that one. Yeah. It's definitely sarcastic. So you can't,
0: uh, you can't run those players out there 20 minutes, especially in the regular season. Can't
1: keep running power play one out there for a minute and 40 seconds. When the the numbers get worse and worse and worse and worse as the days go by, they're down to like what? 22nd in the league right now. It's you can't keep running them out there. You got to make changes. And, and, Phil, this is the reason why I talk about
0: the use of Lafreniere and Kako on Power Play 2, which is non-existent. And the reason why is, let's say you throw Lafreniere on number one because he's the better passer. That's the reason why I'm going to go with him. But, anyway, let's say you throw Lafreniere on there. Kid deposits one. And now his next shift, he's ready to get out there. All of us has played the game. All of us have been through this. How many times have you scored, and then the next thing you know, you get another goal because you got to get opportunities where it's a better chance to score. If you're always gonna be on on the bottom lines with uh, freaking, I don't, I don't even know the Ryan Carpenter centering him, then what's the point of having a number one overall draft pick?
1: But there, there is no point. It's just just one thing after another with this team in terms of, you know, drafting and developing, they just, they can't do it. And I mean, I, and, and I, I see the comments about like, Oh, well they ruined Bedard too. And I, I don't blame anybody for thinking that I really yeah. don't. It, it, it's sad, but you know, you, you when you're at the point where your organization has just proven that they are completely incompetent in terms of drafting forwards, um, you know that's the type of responses you're going to get from your fan base, especially when your coach, when one coach, doesn't let them you know, stick handle hand on two on ones, and then you have another coach that's just not playing them, despite the fact that several other guys that have bigger contracts that have been around longer haven't been doing you know crap for you at five on five. it just it becomes frustrating. It's it's old. It's tiring. You know, we don't want to continue to have these discussions anymore about this stuff. And it it just continues to happen. So um, and it's sort of like, what's it going
0: to take to change? And that's why I end up saying things like maybe another loss. Maybe they realize it's sort of like you're ill and you're like, no, I'll be fine. I don't have to go to the doctor. Well, you know what? You might need to go to the doctor. That's just it's just it. Yeah. And then finally, you get that. All right. All right. I got a gangrene finger. I think I'll go to the doctor. By that time, the doctor's going to go, OK, I'll just take that, cut it off. And then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you got to You, you got to do it before it's t- it's too late. Again, like I said before, I wanted to use that line from Predator of if uh, we got to make a stand now or there won't be anyone left
1: for the cha- for the for the chopper. Yeah. yeah, Pavelski would have fixed it. Pavelski would have been great, and I, and I wanted Pavelski at last year's deadline, but, uh, I mean, he did not want to go anywhere. He wanted to stay in Dallas. He likes it there. Um, you know, there's no state tax there, so I'd imagine he's really happy with that. And, uh, and, and also being the- on arguably the best line in the NHL now. You could argue that. I mean, he's got so much good young talent that's performing right now around him between guys like – Jason Robertson and Rupa Hansen, Miro Haskinen. I mean, you're, you're going to have other guys like Thomas Harley coming up. I mean, Ty DeLandria is starting to contribute for them. They, their, their, guy, their young kids are all contributing for them in, in big roles. So Dallas is doing everything right, and they supplanted him with the right veterans in the right spots. Good. Kudos to Jim Neal. That's why I said last week that he should be a Jim Gregory frontrunner right now. And if things continue to go this way, he's my winner. Yeah, and you know what?
0: Right now, there is there's just a lot that has to that has to break right for the Rangers. Maybe it starts tonight. The fact that there's no uh, no Eichel, quote, no Petrangelo, no Petrangelo, and did you say no Eichel? No Eichel. Oh, Okay, but the Rangers still lose four to one somehow with this. Oh
1: God, yeah, because that they a team that plays down towards competition. Thinks that because injuries occur that this team won't show up and they'll just keel over and die. And that's 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 what they did with Chicago. They they underestimated Chicago and Chicago just shoved it right down their damn throats. And rightfully so. Yeah. So. And
0: uh, you might want to think about. And here's another thing: Logan Thompson is probably going to be a net, which th- that kid's been playing way over his head right now.
1: Yeah. Is he, he going to keep
0: it up? Let's see about that. Hopefully, he has a good second half. John D. Lee is joining us right now. Hey, John.
1: What's going on, John? And then this one from Corp. Brent right? Howden. Anytime <laughs> goal score, you'll thank be later. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll I gotta, definitely yeah. try to get a 60 second review in tonight. Uh
1: no matter what. Yeah, it's gonna be way too late for a uh I mean if I'm if I'm wired, maybe I'll do a final buzzer, but that, that's that's a late one late late yeah, one it's hard that's, to do. that's
0: a rough one to, to ask you to do for that right now this would be if i was living in arizona that would be a a, a great little add-on for us it's like
1: yeah hey, I exactly
0: could, I, could, I could do a late night uh a late night uh talk but
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it'll still
0: be like 7 30. all right by the way mario this is my first time seeing you or seeing you in a while so welcome back to the show he would take both kane and taves on the rangers yeah that can't happen cap Yeah, well, obviously. And uh, I think here's a new one, too. I feel that Bruce Harper. Hi, how you doing? I feel the Rangers are not finished, but yet Galan
1: should be fired ASAP because the players hate his guts and won't play for him. You know what? Normally, under any other circumstances, I would would say that it's nothing but conjecture, and I don't really know how you can come to that assumption. But with the way that they've played and the efforts that they've given him, and Truba, like I said before, Truba throwing the helmet, and then them scoring the power play goal, and then coming right back out in the third and just going right back to what they were doing. I could actually see this. I could actually see them not not being enamored with Gerard Gallant.
0: Yeah, and again, you can like somebody all you want. I got I got many coworkers that I loved, but I hated working with them. I mean. Uh-huh. Well, the Panthers had a lot of players that also liked him, too. See, Vinny Trocek. He was yeah, I mean,
1: Jaromir Yager, I mean, he literally went out of his way to to vouch for Gallant last year when the Rangers, um, when they signed him. So, I mean, you have guys that have been fans of him, and then maybe there are guys that aren't fans of him as well. Let but, me throw um, this one
0: out there, and this has been a comparison I've been using, uh, too. By the way, John John's comment that I highlighted before, John D. Lee is saying, I have no words to, to say, but it's piss poor effort night after night. That is right. Yeah, pretty much I've something. I'm saying up. this about Galland. I think he is an adrenaline coach. He gets your adrenaline up. That's about it. And you play better. Problem is, think. it's sort of like flexing a muscle too. Adrenaline wears out, and flexing a muscle, you eventually have to relax it. What is the structure
1: of this team? What is the structure? What is the identity? Exactly. They, they, they lack an identity. And, and I mean, and like Pete said, that issue wasn't there last year. It definitely wasn't. And you could tell by the way that they were coming back in games and fighting for each other. But I, I, I think there are I'd definitely, there, there's definitely, definitely something going on in the locker room. There's some, some it, it's basically been confirmed by Truba in that interview. And, yeah. I, and I thought there might be before that, but it, it was definitely confirmed in, in that interview. And I, and I, I think there not only is there a locker room schism, but I think there's a schism between certain players and the coach. And I think the young guys are getting pissed at the coach <laughs> and I don't blame them. So. Um, Although John did say this. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Copy's cop, trying to manifest Andrew cop back to the Rangers again. But, um,
0: um I, I do have to, I do have to say Phil gets it, it's, the, again it's there's when things go wrong you fall back to whatever the default is and right now their default is I mean they're like keystone cops right now like uh the rangers come back out of this out of this this stretch one and three uh sorry one and one and two I mean or oh and three I mean that's that's disaster that's Absolutely, it, it, it's a
1: disaster. You're 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 facing two teams without key players, and Jersey is Jersey, and they're they're just they're they're here. They're legitimate. They're real. They're one of the three best teams in the league right now. But you you have to beat Vegas and Colorado without the players that they're going to be playing without. So, um, also yeah,
0: by and- the way, I I know. Uh, sorry, jumping on this one because I just saw Rick's comment. Where he said, "Yeah, Casper uh, needs to be moved down or sat down. Send a message. Don't message. hustle. Don't play. That's one thing. And then, by the way, yeah, Pete's pointing out Toronto after New Jersey. What I will point out with that is time to start using Minnie Trocheck as as your matchup center and moving him away from Panera. Yeah, you know what? I, the
1: lines I want to see when they get back, when everybody gets back and healthy, I want to see the two kids Cackle and Lafreniere playing with Zibanejad." I want to see Hedl, Um, I want to see Panarin and I want to see Kravtsov on that second line. That third line, I want to see Trochek, Kreider, and then um, I'm missing somebody here, aren't I, on the wing? Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody now because Goudreau, Goudreau, Blay, and um, uh, Carpenter. No, Carpenter. No, I'm, I'm, Carpenter's sitting. Oh, Goudreau. Yeah, Gautier. I was going to say um, Gautier, uh Trocek, and Kreider as a third line. And then the fourth line would be um, uh, Car- uh, Blay, Goudreau. And then, yeah, I think Carpenter was the four- fourth guy in the fourth line. Oh, uh, you missed Jimmy Vesey somewhere. Oh, Vesey, that's right. That's who I'm missing. So you could, I, I would put Vesey in a fourth line with Goudreau and uh, – And Blake,
0: okay, because that's what Chris is saying.
1: Yeah, that 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 I like.
0: I really like Sammy Blake. He's got to. He's got to start earning that money. I I think Sammy
1: Blake is probably gone after this year because I just think he does. He hasn't done anything to do. And you know what? He looked like he was, you know, starting off well last year, and they they moved him up into the middle six. You know, before he got hurt, and he had that really nice assist to Lafreniere against Nashville, which was just great. Um, But I I I I I can't I, I would move Trochek away from Panarin. And I I and I, I know he's making five million, and you know what? I I get it. You brought him in to be a second line center, but at this point, the team's not winning. The team's not winning with that combination, and Trochek and Panarin are not playing well together. Just not. I think
0: Trochek would fit more with Kako.
1: So yeah. Uh, Maybe, yeah. Maybe there's a quick
0: installment of uh Anthony's
1: Who who Says No? No. Oh, uh Mika Uh, Zabanajad. Everybody listening on
0: audio, Mika Zabanajad and Adam Fox for Tage Thompson and Raspis Dahlin, who says no. And I gotta go with I think Buffalo says no.
1: Buffalo definitely says no. They're not gonna go from Tage Thompson to Mika Zabanajad. Tage Thompson's younger. Um, he's playing just as good right now as Mika Zabanajad, if not better. And uh, Rasmus Dahlin is playing very close to what Adam Fox is doing, if not better than Adam Fox. I mean, we know Fox is a Norris winner, but if Dahlin, like I said, if he keeps this up, Dahlin could win it this year, maybe. And, and for I, everybody watching us and you go,
0: wait, Anthony's not on screen. The man still listens. That's what he yes, does. He still he's listens. Got, yes. He's, so, he's doing this as well as making dinner right now. What, so,
1: speaking of which, I got to go do myself. Yes.
0: Actually, by the way, I was about to start playing bye-bye to get us out of here. So tonight we got the Rangers versus the, uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights at 10 o'clock. And I think tomorrow starts the Islanders stretch. How do you feel about that Islanders stretch, Phil? I mean, they're going to be, it's, god oh, darn it. I forgot about it again, but, uh. I think it's. I know it's versus Carolina tomorrow. I think it's at New Jersey versus Carolina, at Boston, at Colorado. I mean, that's one of those where you
1: punch. Yeah. So their their stretches: things. the Devils Friday, uh, yeah. Carolina Saturday, uh, Tuesday Boston, um, next Friday Arizona, uh, next Saturday Golden Knights, next Monday Avalanche, and then the twenty second is the uh, Rangers. I and mean,
0: that's that's just rough yeah that's that's a rough stretch and hopefully hopefully by the time that that game against the rangers before christmas comes in those teams aren't fighting each other to stay in the playoffs they were there they're staying in the sun <laughs> 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 oh man it's so true
1: it play is this so true. for golago the again, this actually. look. look.
0: Again, I said it before. I'll say it again. If the Rangers fire Gerard Gallant tomorrow, I'm still gonna say thank you for what you did. There is a reason why you're not here. If David Quinn,
1: he's not.
2: Oh, Alex Ovechkin
1: just hit the crossbar on a power on. And in, in the game, and now Washington's back on a power play. But I thought he had gotten his uh, 795th, I think.
0: 795th, wow. yeah. I and mean, I, I can't wait to see 800 The first time in uh, Almost 30 years
1: yeah. yeah Yeah, Wayne
0: Gretzky versus The Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver Canucks Who was the goalie he scored on?
1: Uh, I believe it was Kirk McLean And who had the two assists? Marty McSorley And Luke Robitaille Yari Curry Oh, Yari Curry was the other one. God, on,
0: okay. how do you not remember Gary Gary Thorn's call? Here's McSorley, drops it back to Curry, to Grotsky!
1: No, it was McSorley had the primary assist.
0: Oh yeah, Curry to McSorley, though. That's how. Yeah, it was. Curry to McSorley, to
2: You
1: Yeah. Say, a, how I, do you forget the call? When I when I, I look at I look at that play, and I always think to myself, remember Marty McSorley actually be able used to be able to put up some offense back in the day. which is weird because, you know, you never look at Marty McSorley as that type of guy. Yeah. People forget about that brief stint in Pittsburgh that really got everything.
0: But anyway, guys, thanks very much for joining us today. Uh, Hopefully we will have more content for you tomorrow. And if you missed any of this, feel free to just play it on back. Hopefully you'll see this at Boss (laughs) Brokers over the weekend. And also just, you know, Everybody have a great night. We can't wait to get more content down for you on the channel.
1: So Take care Um, everybody. Let's go Rangers.
0: Let's go Rangers.